Thanks for listening to the Career Planning Show. You can listen to a new episode every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are shared. If you'd like to ask me a question, you can submit it via email at alex at rascanu.com. I'm Alex Rashkanu, and I'm coming to you from the Staples Studio in Midtown Toronto, Canada. You are joining a conversation about who you are, what work you were born to do, where you can do it, and how to get there. Today, we have the pleasure of discussing career planning with Gabriela Casinanu. Gabriela is an award-winning author whose journey of self-discovery saw her make a number of transitions along her career path, from engineering and a master of business administration to career coaching, writing, and teaching. She enjoys sharing tips and strategies that help introverts ace their job interviews and boost their careers, even during the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome to the Career Planning Show. Our guest today is Gabriela Casinanu. Gabriela, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey? That's a very good question, and I like that you call it a journey because Mm -hmm. I consider it a self-discovery journey. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us will need to start at one point this self-discovery journey. Uh, For me, it kind of started back in the childhood when uh, everybody's telling you what to do. And if it's not... uh, align with who you really are, you get confused. You don't know what you want. Mm. So when I started uh, school, I was not good at math. And my my mom (laughs) helped me to become uh, better at math and analytical skills. And I became so uh, good at uh, that because the rest of the year, the rest of the years in school, I was uh, the best at math and physics. So it became logical to go into engineering. That's right. And so you became an engineer... (laughs) Electronics engineering, yeah, and I was in that field, technical field, for 18 years. But gradually I figured out that I'm not satisfied. I don't get satisfaction from what I'm doing. Something mm-hmm. was missing and I didn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at, uh, around to see what the uh, economy needs, what kind of courses uh, are available, just to figure out, and I still couldn't, and I went into an MBA. Mm-hmm. And what happened at that point, I realized that actually I don't want to use what I learned in the MBA to become a CEO or a manager. Because I like to help people, not tell people what to do. And Mm. uh, it was a a little bit too much for me. And what added to that was I became more frustrated because now I was seeing a lot of things that can be improved, but I didn't have the power from the level I was in Mm. that uh, specific uh, company. And uh, I switched to IT programming and uh, quality assurance, and I came to Canada. So that was a point when I said, I'm coming to Canada because I want to change my career. I don't know in what direction, mm-hmm. but uh, that's my plan. And what happened in the first two weeks, I met two coaches, and I never heard about coaching before coming here. This was 2003. Yes. And uh, I went through a job search workshop, and the guy was uh, one of the coaches, and he asked us to check on a list of uh, skills, how many of these skills you want to use in the career of your dreams. Yes. And the next question was, how many of these did you use up to now? (laughs) And for me, it was like two (laughs) things totally different. And I've got a huge aha that you don't have to look outside to figure out what you want. You have to start looking inside. Mm -hmm. 
really so try to understand yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I started creating a list of things that I would like to have in the career of my dreams. Mm-hmm. And I didn't put in terms of a profession, more in terms of the um, skills that I want to use, how I want to feel, in what kind of environment. I want an environment with big windows and uh, uh, sunlight and... Uh, to help people. Mm-hmm. So I, I did all this and I gave myself three years to get the transition to the Canadian life. That's very interesting. So you said, go. Three years from now, I, I'm really going to have a very different environment that I'm working in, something that's a lot more fulfilling. So what happened next? So uh, during that time, I was uh, filling up my list. Mm-hmm. And when I uh, figured out this is the time, I looked at my list was three years after, I looked up and down and down and up and up and down and only one word came to mind was coaching. Hmm. I still didn't know much about coaching at the time, but I went back to those two people that I met in the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is coaching? What did you do to become a coach? Yes. And interesting enough, they both went through the same coaching school and I started taking courses with the same school. Yes. And after the first weekend, I was like, that's it. That's my new direction. It was so such a good fit for my personality yes. that I didn't look back. Yes. People were like, why do you throw away engineering and you go into a totally different direction? For me, it was so natural mm. because it was I, something that fit, fit me, fitted me very well. So that's how I transitioned to coaching. Then I start uh, looking into how I can uh, shift in terms of jobs from yes. an engineering position to something that I can use coaching. Yes. And I found uh, one of the organi- non-profit organizations were starting a non-profit, uh, non-profit, a mentoring program for professional newcomers. Yes. I'm like, I'm a professional. I have coaching skills. I applied and I got a position. I never ran a program before, not even started like this one. But I was so enthusiastic about yes. the fact that I'm using the skills and I can help others. Mm-hmm. So all the things that I was looking for, and I uh, ran that program for five years, and uh, while I was running the program, I realized I don't have enough mentors. So what I did, I started creating workshops. Yes. If I can provide the mentors, at least I can put them in a room and teach them whatever I knew up to that point. Yes. So that's how I developed my public speaking skills. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing, actually, I like to be in the front of the room. Yes. Was, was there them. a specific topic that you were really passionate teaching about? Would you like to know? Yes. One of them was how your own mindset affects your job search. Hmm. So I was bringing coaching into the employment field. Another one was attitudes for effective communication. Mm-hmm. Another one was how strategy, effective strategies for social media, especially LinkedIn, to use yes. job search. Yes. So I wasn't giving them just information. I was working on to help them on their mindset, to yes. build a more successful That's mindset, great. how to... Uh, become better in communicating with others. Yes. So uh, I switched gradually from uh, engineering to program development to coaching and uh, workshops. So it became natural to become a university instructor. And uh, at one point, I was still doing a lot of workshops. I was working uh, in an employment center helping uh, professionals find jobs. And I was doing workshops every day. And, you know, for an introvert, it's too much. That's actually why I want to ask you, (laughs) because I was recently reading one of your books, and I I remember reading a little bit about the story and how you became burnt out uh, doing so much teaching every day uh, when, as an introvert, you would want to have some more um, downtime in order to recuperate and and get back into the groove of of teaching. There's need 
there's need for more space in between the, exactly. the teaching sessions, right? You need right? to recharge your batteries. And I didn't have the chance to, even I was sleeping 12 hours every night and mm -hmm. uh, weekends. And so my body uh, really got into a burnout and uh, I couldn't speak for four months. Hmm. And while I was uh, in that period of time when I couldn't do much, I couldn't walk normally, uh, my body was very weak. Uh, I asked myself, what do I do the rest of my life? Yes. If I can't speak anymore. And the next thought was, write a book, yes. a job search guide f for introverts. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I never thought of writing that book. But by that time, I already had uh, more than 10 years experience in applying coaching to employment counseling. Yes. So it came totally natural to bring my experience and the examples and the coaching perspective to the employment counseling. And that's how I start writing. And I fall in love with it. Which <laughs> then, is really fascinating. So, um, I think there's more than one person listening who, you know, dreams of becoming an author one day. How did you go about the process of writing a book and self-publishing? Would you mind just briefly highlighting um, that? Because I know that you did uh, end up creating a nonprofit organization where you're helping immigrants, um, you know, break into um, the, the, the publishing industry and uh, you're very supportive in, in that environment. Share a little bit about, you know, how one becomes an author beside the very basic fact that you need to write a book. Um, <laughs> how, how, how do you, you know, share, share your journey perhaps about mm -hmm. you know, becoming an author? So for me, that thought that I have to write this book came with so much energy. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited about writing that book that I didn't think about, oh, English is not my first language. I never wrote a book. What people will think about all these inner uh, thoughts that usually come when you start something new. So what I did, I just dived into writing. Yes. And what I did, I uh, put down all my ideas. Mm -hmm. Then I grouped them into chapters. I reorganized them in each, each chapter. Then I organized the chapters in a way, in a sequence, so I take the reader on a journey. Yes. You start at this point, you have to go through this and that. And so um, as soon as I have that map and the journey, I start writing. Mm. And while I was writing for 10 months, I was writing up to seven, eight hours a day. Hmm. I was also uh, learning about self-publishing because I was looking into uh, publish, being published by, traditionally by uh, a publishing house. But I wanted to get the book out as soon as possible. And they usually take at least one, two years until it's out. And they also want to say to have their saying, uh, this should go here, move this here. And I have a lot of experience. I didn't want someone else to interfere with yes. my content. So I learned how to self-publish and it's very easy when you know uh, what are the platforms. For example, self-publishing authors go uh, with uh, Amazon and they have a free portal where you upload the files and they go directly to Amazon. So it's not too much to learn, but uh, you have to be willing to learn because it's a totally different field. Yes. So uh, once I learned and uh, I realized that actually now I have a book, but uh, people have to know about it, it became <laughs> more a business as a business uh, aspect to promote it and to let people know and build credibility because yesterday you were an engineer, a coach, now you're an author. <laughs> people don't know what to expect. So uh, I realized that there might be an other uh, immigrants like me who want to get into writing and publishing, and that's how I started the Immigrant Writers Association. That's great. That, that's wonderful. And um, one 
aspect um, that you're really focusing on uh, within the context of career development is particularly um, supporting introverts mm-hmm. uh, with figuring out what are their skills, what are their talents, um, you know, you know, once they do get a job, how it is that they can progress within that uh, organization. Um, there's there's positives and there's also some challenges that come with being an introvert. Would you mind speaking um, about career development for introverts? Mm-hmm. Some some tips, some ideas that uh, that you found helpful and others have found it helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was a revelation when I found out that I'm an introvert. Hmm. And uh, with the people that I discussed, those who are introverts, it's the same thing. When you start realizing that there is someone else like you mm. and you start uh, going deeper into understanding what are the characteristics of introverts, you realize that introverts uh, and extroverts have complementary characteristics. Mm-hmm totally different one from another. And we live in a society that appreciates more the behavior of extroverted people. Yes. So we feel like outsiders. Mm. Add to that the fact that we don't like to interact too much because it's draining our energy. So we're kind of isolating ourselves. So we feel that uh, we are the only one, maybe I'm the only one who is weird, everyone else is talking, mm. it's appreciated by the society. So uh, you have to learn more about yourself. Yes. First, learn if you are an introvert or not. There are tests like Meyer-Briggs type indicator, MBTI, that helps you understand if you are an introvert. And then you can go into a book like uh, Do What You Are. Yes. Uh, where you, it helps you understand if you have a certain personality type. There are certain professions that can align with your personality type. For me, it was funny because I find out that I'm an introvert and what professions are better for me after I switch to coaching. So first I use my intuition to go <laughs> into that shift. And then I was validated by the tests and uh, the books I was reading. So uh, the first thing is uh, that saying, know yourself. Mm-hmm. Once you know yourself, w- yourself what are your inner car- innate characteristics as an introvert, you can start using them as your strengths. Yes. For example, introverts are strategic thinkers. How many job uh, interviews test that skill? Mm. Introverts are uh, great at uh, dealing with and managing uh, complex uh, co- projects. Yes. To deal with abstract concepts. Yes. How many job interviews are testing those skills? Mm-hmm. So introverts are facing more barriers in terms of finding a job than extroverts. That's right. So uh, most interviews will really qualify you as to, you know, how um, interactive you are, how good your communication skills are. But uh, the testing component is not always present. And, and that's something that can really um, allow introverts to showcase their, their talents. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, plus, introverts, we like to do a good job. We don't like to talk about what we're doing. Yes. We're like, give me the job and I'll show you how good I am. But it's not how it's working. They mm-hmm. want to know about uh, what you can do for them before they give you the job. So things are in a, going in a totally different way for introverts and extroverts. So let's imagine that um, you know um, a person is, is you know identifies themselves as being an introvert based on the MBTI test. They really think through um, some of their skills, some of their talents. Now they're going into an interview for, let's say, uh, a, a data analytics uh, manager role. 
are there any tactics that they can use in the interview um, to better showcase who they are in order <laughs> to be able to win against someone who maybe is more introverted, uh, more extroverted? Sure. Uh, that's why uh, I wrote that book to help introverts understand there are yeah. strategies they can use before, during, and after the interview. And you mean introverts leverage your strengths for an effective job search? That's a book okay. I'm talking about, yeah. yes. Uh, because what you can do first, take an inventory of the uh, skills and accomplishments that you have before you go to the interview and prepare them in a way to show uh, what was the situation, what you did and what was the result, what we call it situation action result. Because if you prepare it in advance, while you are in an interview, even if you're stressed because of the fact that you are in the interview and you deal with an authority figure, that's what you think. Uh, so if you prepare before, you're more open to share this. Yes. And you don't sell yourself by doing this. You make the employer a service to understand what are your achievements, and they will translate in how this could work for them. Mm-hmm. So you have to consider the employer actually like, like you're equal. Yes. They need you and your skills and your experience, expertise, and you need them. Mm-hmm. So actually think that you're in a partnership. Mm-hmm. And the goal is a co- common objective. Mm-hmm. For the employer will be to achieve their uh, company objectives. For you will be to help to the employer achieve that. And in the same time, to build the skills that take you to the next level in your career. Mm-hmm. So don't stop at the interview level and uh, get frustrated or stressed out that if I don't pass, it's the end of the world, because there might be other interviews for you, maybe even better, other opportunities. Try to do the best that you can to show, just talk about the achievements. It's not about you. It's about what other uh, saw as a results of what you did. Mm-hmm. So it's a way of distancing yourself and allowing the, the achievements talk for you hmm. about your uh, how good you are, how you can help the employer. So prepare well in advance. Mm. While you are in the interview, pay attention to what's going on mm. on the other side. Yes. Because introverts are great observers. Yes. So you notice uh, if uh, you talk too long and they might feel bored, you can stop there and let the discussion flow. Or if you notice they're excited about something, add something new mm. to kind of... Um, help them understand that it's even more that you can uh, bring to the table. So pay attention to those little aspects that you observe in the other person, and this helps you to not pay attention to your own inner thoughts. Oh, I forgot to say this at the previous question, or uh, what do you think about this? Forget about that. Just Mm. be there and focus on the other side of the table. And think how you can add as much value as possible to them, um, you know, within the context of the the interview conversation that you're having. That's that's great. And we also like to help people. So you're there to help. Mm -hmm. You're there to help the employer understand how your expertise can help them. Yes. So focus on that, how you can project better that... uh, image of what they can get if they hire you. That's great. Would you mind sharing a little bit about um, the, the Introverts University mm-hmm. uh, project that you, uh, you've been working on recently? Um, what are some of the resources that you're putting together, how someone could find it helpful? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I want to say why I wanted to start this project. Because uh, while I was uh, working in the employment uh, field, 
from a coaching perspective, I noticed that uh, a lot of information f- is more uh, targeted to extroverts. I even have someone who reviewed this uh, book about introverts and job search. She was a hiring manager and she said that uh, usually a manager likes to read the person in front of them to get a better understanding who they hire. And because the introverts talk a lot, they think they know who they hire. And introverts don't like to talk too much, so they don't know exactly, so they prefer not to hire such a person. Hmm. So uh, I wanted with this introverts university to uh, create courses, webinars, uh, group coaching, uh, mastermind groups that target directly to introverts to understand how they can use their strengths Hmm to advance in their life, in their careers, Mm -hmm. because it's a totally different approach. While I was doing workshop, I was telling people, you, if you are an introvert, you can use these strategies. You as an extrovert, you can use these strategies. You both can go toward your goals, but you might need to use a different group of strategies that might work for you. It's not the same for everyone, and you can adjust in time. If something is not working, you can adjust to another one. Introverts are very good at research, for example. Yes. Why not using that in your job search when you prepare for the position? So we can show up in a, a much better way in front of the employer. So use your strengths, and that's what the university is about. First, uh, let uh, people know who are introverts. I have a quiz on the website to figure out if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Uh, then understand the characteristics of introverts introversion and extroversion, then how you consider them as strengths and how you apply them in whatever you need, in whatever situation you are, in whatever challenge you want to overcome, if you want to move your career forward, how you take this knowledge and apply it so you improve your life Hmm. overall. If someone is... um finding the the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, the lockdowns uh, that have been occurring um, in Canada and all Mm -hmm. around the world um, rather challenging. You know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're an introvert. They, um, they, they maybe lost their job or they've been in the process of looking for a job and um, they've been finding it rather difficult with uh, fewer um, jobs uh, being available. Mm -hmm. um, And, um, having to communicate um, over Zoom once they get an interview um, as opposed to um, in person. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts about how someone who finds themselves to be an introvert can break through some of the challenges that are associated with the current environment that we're living in? Mm -hmm. I think, first of all, we have to think that we are on a journey. Hmm. We are a part of a process. This COVID-19 pandemic is just part of the journey, your journey called life. So it's not only what is it right now. It's about how you can use this period of time to prepare for the next part of your journey. Yep. So when you look from this perspective, and uh, introverts are very good at strategic thinking. Yes. They are very good at looking at what are the opportunities What are the things that I can do right now to prepare for a better future? So the fact that everything is slowing down right now, actually it's a great opportunity to figure out, am I in the right direction? Mm. Do I need to change something? Mm. If I'm in the right direction, what can I use? What can I learn right now? What can I do right now to help me when the economy starts? Yes. 
uh, you can also uh, look at what are the, the opportunities right now because not everything is down. Hmm. I noticed a lot of uh, positions, for example, in learning and development, hmm. especially online. So if you have such skills, hmm. it's your opportunity to look where you can use those skills. It might be in a different field. Maybe you were, you were in banking and now you might be able to go into another kind of field. Like healthcare. Healthcare. <laughs> it's booming, right? So uh, be flexible to see and don't look at uh, your career like, I mean, this profession, that's it. Actually, you are in that profession because you're using certain skills. You can use those skills in another profession. You can learn new skills. You can develop skills that you never thought before. I never know that I will start writing uh, or I will uh, start doing workshops and other things. So you develop yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. And if you want one specific uh, advice, start a project. Your Mm -hmm. own project, something that is meaningful to you, something that you care about. Because when you dedicate yourself to a project that is very important to you, that energy from inside will help you to take actions, to move forward, will attract people toward you. And you will build that project, and in that process, you will gain new skills. You will learn something. It will take you somewhere that you couldn't imagine before. Yeah, and you'll showcase um, your skills on an ongoing basis. Exactly. You can put it on your resume. It's not that you don't have a job. It's that you have experience. Yes, that's right. That's great. Are there any final thoughts that you would like to share with um, with our listeners? Any um, lesson or idea or resource that we haven't had the chance to cover so far in this uh, in this episode? Oh, there are uh, books yeah. that uh, people should read. Yeah. I think, uh, and we love reading. Yes. Uh, especially, I don't like to read uh, fiction. I like to read nonfiction. So if you're like me, uh, read books like Quiet um, by Susan Cain because you will learn. I uh, took out more than 160 introvert strengths, introvert characteristics from that book. Yes. And I consider them strengths. And that's how I wrote the other book because I showed how to use these strengths in a job search, for example. Yes. So that will help you understand yourself better. There are books like The Quiet uh, Lessons for Introverts, that uh, it's the ones where I interviewed you, where I interviewed introverts, how they overcame challenges by using their strengths. So uh, you don't have to go through these books uh, thinking that you have to learn everything. It's just to open your mind of what's possible. And the most important thing that I want to share is use your intuition. It's your inner guide, and not many people uh, direct us (laughs) toward our intuition because everyone wants uh, to dump information on you and they want you to buy and uh, uh, use whatever they tell you. But actually, the intuition is our inner guide. Yes. So if you, uh, from time to time, take breaks and Mm. take go for a walk and pay attention what what you feel. Uh, like doing what ideas are coming to you this idea of introverts university came to me last December Hmm. I was just taking a break from everything I was doing because I was feeling tired for a week I didn't do anything and this uh, new idea came up and I was so excited that 
I was jumping into it and uh, start working on uh, whatever I need. Uh, I created a website, introvertsuniversity.com, and now I'm filling it uh, with information and a quiz and a list to download if they want to download a list of 30 introvert strengths. And I'm preparing the webinar so we can see my yep. <laughs> how passionate I am yes, about this. Yes, for sure. You definitely take your own advice, you know, develop a new project <laughs> and then run with it, which is what you're doing, and it's great. And what's happening? People are... Coming. Look, mm. I uh, attracted, attracted four interviews about introverts since I announced people that I'm uh, launching this uh, mm -hmm. new project. Mm -hmm. So the universe is uh, cooperating when you follow your path, when you, you align with uh, what the intuition is telling you, when you align with who you really are. Mm. Forget about whatever else uh, are telling you. Mm. You have to have that uh, strength to go forward, follow your path, even people are saying no, if people don't know what you know. Mm. So if you feel that something is true to you, just move on. Even if you don't believe that you will get somewhere, try it. Mm. And when you try it, you see it, you get good results, so you have more courage next time and more courage. So that's how you build your assertiveness and the courage to follow your path. Gabriela, thank you so much for taking part in this interview for the Career Planning Show. Really appreciate your time. You're definitely very busy with a lot of <laughs> projects on the go. Um, I think we there are quite a few lessons to to take away, and uh, uh, the resources that you mentioned we'll definitely put in the uh, episode's description so others can uh, can check them out. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Career Planning Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. For more episodes, you can find The Career Planning Show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find me on the main social media platforms by following at A-L-E-X-R-A-S-C-A-N-U.